0: International Broadcasting lives on 508.5, the big one, WTWW. Please stand by as we get ready to launch another episode of this Reality Radio Cafe Cast with your host and my husband, Denny J, K5DCC. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, Ignition, lift off. Now grab your glass and get ready to fill it up with some Radio on the Rocks.
1: Vehicles pitching downrange.
2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Digicom Cafe. It is Tuesday morning, March 23rd, here in the cafe dining area. And we've got several of us sitting around the table. On this rainy day in the Ozarks, although uh, not everybody around the table is here. This is a virtual cafe, so we've got people literally from one side of the world to the other. We've got with us this morning Professor Jim W0RLD, we call him the Professor of the World. <laughs> He's uh, in Indianapolis, <laughs> and we've got uh, Daniel. Who is uh, out there on the other side of the world in South Africa? So, uh, good morning, Jim. How's your morning going? You got your cup of coffee. Morning. I do. What kind of coffee do you like?
3: Um, uh, I have uh, cafe americano, which is two shots of espresso, and I make my own sweetener out of the tall crystals, and stevia. And do
2: you have one of your homemade buns or muffins or loaves of bread there beside you?
3: I usually have that for supper because I, I do intermittent fasting and, and uh, I don't have breakfast any longer.
2: Oh, you know, you're making me feel guilty. I need to go back to that again by the way do you by chance have a ceiling fan going over your head
3: um no I don't.
2: I'm hearing oh, kind wait, of a, it, you, you I'm hearing kind Daniel. of a pulsing no I meant to you Jim uh, I'm hearing kind of a pulsing sound
3: on oh, the signal I don't know if my it's, office is on the my office is on the other side of the furnace I'm surprised you can hear that.
2: Oh, is that what I'm hearing? Oh, okay. Well, anyway, it sounds like very tasty you coffee. Have really
3: good, you have really good hearing.
2: Well, you just must you have a good microphone. <laughs> Although I kind of missed the audio quality of your headset that you had. Too bad we have that static. Did you figure out what was causing yeah. it?
3: Well, I think it, it's the uh, hub because I have a Macintosh laptop and... Uh, one thing I don't like about the Macintosh world, there are lots I do like, but one thing I don't like is that for some reason they think people don't need as many ports as we're used to, and so most Mac users that I know have to use a supplementary hub of some kind huh. to get the ports they need for SD cards and such. Right. And I had my, uh, I had my uh, headphones/slash speaker uh microphone uh, plugged into the hub and the hub is plugged into my laptop and so, uh, for some reason that connection apparently produces noise when i move when i move the plug back to my actual laptop the noise disappeared
2: huh so right now you're just using your macbook with uh, the built-in microphone
3: no I'm using my headphone slash microphone plugged into the um, laptop. But you know, oh, okay. Now that you've mentioned it.
2: I'm yeah, you're you're sounding far better.
3: away. Oh, well, I think I know the problem. Yeah, I think I you didn't
2: choose the right microphone. You, I could tell the difference when you moved up closer to the screen. All of a sudden, you got louder.
3: Yeah, just a second. (laughs)
2: Technology. Well, while you're doing that, Daniel, good morning. How was your uh, afternoon?
1: Good Morning, Danny, and good morning, Professor Jim. Uh, Yes, all is good here. I uh, hope I'm getting out okay. And yes, I've got my cup of coffee ready. And Dot tells me I make the best cup of coffee. Hi, hi. Anyway, I'm not going to hold for too long, guys, because I'm um, just standing by. Dot's making us some toasted cheese for us. Uh, and we're sitting in the cafe. you are going to enjoy that shortly. And then we can go, and go out. So, microphone goes back to you there, John. Sorry, Denny.
2: <laughs> no problem. And uh, before you run, I know it's uh, much later in the afternoon there. It's 7 o'clock here, central time in the cafe. Uh, tell me more about your favorite coffee, and what did you say Dot was making for you? Some cheese something or other?
1: She's making toasted cheese for lunch, and uh, uh, yeah, I am normally uh, bring her coffee in bed first thing in the morning and she reckons I'll make the disc of town over
2: Okay so toasted cheese. I we would call that grilled cheese sandwiches. Is that kind of is that kind hey, of what Denny? you're hey dot good morning. How are you?
1: Okay I'm just gonna take my headphones off so she can hear you. <laughs> uh, okay. Dot uh, Denny can hear you now, love thanks for the toasted cheese.
2: So is that like grilled cheese dot Say it again. So, toasted cheese, we, we would call that grilled cheese sandwich here. Is that kind of what we're talking about?
0: Mm, toasted cheese and tomato with spring onions <laughs> under
2: the grill. Oh, <laughs> that sounds good, doesn't it, Jim?
1: You were live on the cafe. So, this <laughs> goes worldwide.
2: You are part of the cafe cast live. So back to uh, you there, Jim, and uh, Daniel and Dot, you enjoy your grilled cheese sandwich and tomatoes and whatever you're drinking there. Thanks for checking in this morning. (laughs) Jim, uh, did you straighten out your microphone issue?
3: Well, you tell me.
2: Oh, beautiful. Yeah, much, much better. That's a studio-sounding mic now.
3: So what the difference is, when you move the jack from one place to the other, you have to m- remember to go into System Preferences and tell it what to do. <laughs>
2: exactly, exactly. Isn't that so, how that So, goes?
3: if uh, the 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 microphone built into the laptop would would have picked up the furnace much. You probably don't hear the furnace now.
2: Not at all. Noise
3: canceling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so the from a friend of mine who occasionally has operated restaurants, I learned of a unique way, at least for me, to fix grilled cheese sandwiches. Uh, When I was growing up, until I uh, read the recipe from my friend, I always used butter on the bread. And then you put, of course, you put the, uh, the sandwich in a skillet, and you're essentially frying it, Right, and
2: butter so, on both sides of the slice, right?
3: But oh, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> butter on both sides. You have to get the full load of cholesterol to be effective. Yeah, <laughs> but rather than butter, she uses mayonnaise. Hmm. Have, have you heard of? That?
2: I have. I have not. But it's interesting that you say that because my wife just went into our. Uh, it's our spare bedroom, which is also our uh, place where we store a lot of food and things. In one of the cabinets, she pulled out two big things of mayonnaise.
3: <laughs> well, it, <laughs> it must be telepathy. Yeah. It, it, at any rate, it produces a crispier crust. It still looks the same. I mean, it looks like it It turns you know, yellow and yellow-brown and so forth. It looks looks just like it was... Butter. Well, of course, mayonnaise has a lot of fat in it. So you're saying you and, put the
2: mayonnaise uh, on the outside that you fry? Yes. Really? I would have to give that a try.
3: Yeah. Don't don't use butter. Just use mayonnaise, huh. and it will produce a it will produce a crispier crust. Well, which I'm def- definitely going to try You may or may too. not like. I happen to like it, and and she uses a particular brand of mayonnaise, which I've forgotten what it is. But I tried it once, and I I really liked it.
2: My mouth is (laughs) watering. I think I'm going to do that today. Plus, I'm going to mix uh, some mayonnaise in with a uh, can of sardines with diced olives and dill pickles, and that'll make uh, a nice addition to uh, maybe some of that fried bread like that. Oh, that sounds delicious. Sounds like a good thing to, (laughs) to have beside me here in the ham shack on a rainy day. Working some digital.
3: (laughs) Well, my uh, antenna straps came, and so Mm. I'm waiting till the, that is, the chimney straps, uh, which I will use to put up my antenna.
2: Where did you find Uh, straps that big? I mean, what's the diameter, would you say, of that chimney or the circumference?
3: Well, it's probably about 15 feet around, but I found some... I found something on Amazon that the straps are eighteen feet, and I think that'll be plenty wow I'm just trying I'm trying to get all the pieces together that i uh, will need on the roof, so I only have to make one trip up to the roof, yeah, well, one putting up antennas is like a home building project in which you have to go to the big box store twenty times because you forgot something yeah but um, I'm trying to minimize my trips to the roof because I don't want to fall off.
2: Well, as organized as you are, I imagine you probably write down on a list every item you need before you go, right?
3: Um, I have been known to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, have been, I have been known to do a spreadsheet, which then I can check off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I've been checking off my uh, my list of to-dos this week and uh, yesterday was uh, very successful. We got our new Mofi Mofi 4500 router, which we are running off of right now. And uh, unfortunately, it's not giving us the top speeds I was expecting because apparently Verizon's uh, visual.com or visual, visible.com service sees it as a hotspot and it automatically throttles it to five. Five down and five up. But, you know, hey, that's very workable. That was better than the DSL we had. And it's cheap, so I can't complain. So, anyway, we're getting between, uh, you know, 4.75 and 5 here. We've got low latency, about 125, which a gamer would probably laugh at that. Or people that are on Starlink now with 20 milliseconds latency. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. If this works out well for me, I just may pass on the Starlink. Right now, I'm very pleased. So uh, we've got that working, and I've got that out in the bedroom on the other side of the house. So we're getting Wi-Fi all the way across from one end of the house to the other. I moved it from the shack over there because I've been going around the house with my cell phone, my iPhone, trying to see where the fastest speeds are. And I couldn't believe it. I was standing in the middle of that other bedroom, and I was getting, I think, 66 down. On average, though, it's wow. more like between 25 and 35. So, but as soon as I would uh, create a hotspot on my phone, it would be the same thing. It would drop it down to five. That's just uh, one of the things Verizon is doing with this new service to uh, justify it for the price we pay. We're paying 25 a month for unlimited everything. And if we just use the phone, of course, no problem. We get some pretty high speeds. Not as high as the top end, but more than enough for me. So if anybody's interested uh, in good rural Wi-Fi service, you might give it a give it a try. It's called visible.com. They're normal they only have one one plan, one, one service and that's40 dollars a month. but they have this uh, kind of like a family plan, but it's not a family plan because every every line is its own bill. but you can create a group. they call it a party pay. And you can add anybody to it, whether you know them or not, whether they're living with you or across the world uh, trying to use the same service. Uh, if you add them to the group, which we have here in the Digicom Cafe, it drops down to 25 a month for unlimited. So that's not bad. But I know you're laughing over there, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us again what well, you get.
3: <laughs> well, I have... Uh fiber to the house so i've got 500 megabits down and 500 megabits up oh so. man
2: the benefits of living in or near the big city and good morning brother Mello has joined us now uh, welcome to the uh tuesday morning cafe cast mellow hey good morning gentlemen uh, just uh trolling the buildings
3: today if we are gonna real quick say hello
2: yeah good morning you almost sound like you're in the bathroom.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was just in the hallway walking from one floor to the other. <laughs> yeah, I could tell you walk into the hallway or something stairwell. Well, listen, you, this is your first time here in uh, our new relaunched uh, Cafe Cast, and uh, this is going to be a fun deal. People just drop in. We'll see where the conversations lead, and uh, have a lot of fun. So, introduce yourself uh, to the audience. I'm
1: going for small balls, or you got go to go chips. Hi, Bye, brother. Bye-bye.
2: Okay, Daniel. Au revoir. <laughs> Au
3: revoir.
2: <laughs> <Giraud>. Au revoir for Daniel Giro. Anyway, introduce yourself there, Mello, for the uh, listeners. Oh, okay, well, this is Mello, K1BAD, uh, here in downtown Boston, working for the Emerson College Police Department and patrolling buildings today. Figured i would pop in this morning. I already got the morning's devotional written and posted. So that's uh, done. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about the quick summary. Very good. Well, if anyone else wants to listen to his full story, you might do a search in my podcast library and you'll find a interview there. A Cafe Cast interview with Melo. From quite a while back, but you get to to hear the whole story. So, and I think we're up to I don't know. I haven't checked lately. I think it's over 275 uh, episodes of our podcast, which includes sometimes live radio operation, like on satellites and such. But uh, we've had yeah, a lot of issues.
3: Actually, for
2: there's two there's two of them for uh, you and I. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. We did do a couple. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, we, uh, we've relaunched things here. I've been uh, on hiatus for several months since uh, Christmas. I got COVID in Christmas, and uh, that took me out of commission for about six weeks. And plus, our Internet situation here has just been a pain, and it's been very discouraging. I've tried different uh, services, and uh, I sure hope this is not a disappointment right now. I'm, I'm pleased. Uh we uh, just dumped HughesNet Satellite. And those of you who are, have been there know what I'm talking about. The latency just kills, especially for communication. We would have anywhere from uh, three to five second delays. And if you're trying to do a Zoom meeting or some amateur radio stuff, there's a long wait between overs. And I end up doubling over people and feeling like I'm being rude. So it really was a spoiler for much activity. But now that we've got this new system, we got low latency We've got decent speeds to do what I need to do. And uh, we found this great platform, well, been aware of it for a while, called Telegram. That is now my Cafe CafeCast studio. We've got a channel and a group. We're meeting some other wonderful people that join us on a regular basis here. And so if you happen to be listening to this via your favorite podcast platform, uh, just go to k5dcc.com and join us here in our Telegram chat group where we're every morning here at seven o'clock we have a live cafe cast uh virtual cafe as it were and recently we met uh jim brown we call him professor jim so jim why don't you uh tell us a little bit about why you're called professor jim
3: <laughs> well <clears throat> um I retired from being dean of the School of Journalism at IUPUI and taught uh, in the journalism curriculum, specifically photojournalism, both at the University of Minnesota and at Indiana University for some 37 years. So that's it.
2: That's it, except that you're also a ham radio operator. And we have not yet uh, recorded your story, so I don't know we might just ping off of that one for a while here. Why don't you uh, share with us and our listeners how you got interested in amateur radio? This will be your official ham radio story introduction.
3: Oh my normally, I, I like to write things out and edit them and then think about them a while before I speak. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you have rehearsed it with me a
2: couple of times, so you must have some of it down.
3: (laughs) So I was a teenager and uh, a a Boy Scout, and uh, I got the... uh, I have to remember if there was a radio merit badge. There was an electricity merit badge, which I got. At any rate, at some point... I became interested in ham radio because all of my uh, Boy Scout friends and and school friends were interested. There were quite a number of us that were interested. And uh, the club met in in, uh, Phil Libley's home, which was right across the street from the high school we attended. So that was kind of convenient. So, every time we went to high school, we could look up in the air and see antennas. <laughs> <laughs> and it was popular to... When I was a boy, we, we built a lot of stuff. You know, if you needed a power supply, you designed it and built it. Of course, it was all vacuum tube in, in those days. And uh, um, Heathkit was big in those days, so you could could get a kit of something and put it together and we had a local electronics company in Cape Girardeau, Missouri that's where, I was in Cape Girardeau Missouri when I was first licensed and uh, so you could get whatever parts you couldn't scrounge from the local appliance store you could uh, easily buy whatever you needed at the local electronics store so yeah We, a whole bunch of my friends were all into ham radio, and we used to do demonstrations in class at the high school (laughs) about uh, about ham radio. So that's how I got started, and uh, then sort of life intervened, uh, and it wasn't active for decades, and finally got on recently I was determined to figure out D-Star. I had a D-Star capable radio and finally figured out enough to where I could do digital voice and um, on one of those conversations I met Denny K5DCC and he uh, got me interested in Digicom Cafe and uh, Denny has been a source of Uh, counseling me on how to get back into radio and high frequency so that's the long and the short of it
2: (laughs) well very good well you know like we were talking earlier and and I'm pretty good about pulling things from all these directions and mashing them together but we're talking about grilled cheese sandwiches and you just shared a better way of preparing a grilled cheese sandwich you know radios kind of like that too Excuse me, I still have a little residual coughing from my COVID once in a while. Um, Talking about like antennas or uh, uh, different microphone situations. You know, when you first came in, your audio wasn't very good because you were using something you thought you weren't using, which was your microphone on the computer. But now that you got it pointed in the right direction, your audio is hugely uh, improved so it, it applies to so many things. There's good ways and bad ways of doing things, or poor ways. And part of the hobby of amateur radio is improving our technology, uh, improving uh, the, uh, the equipment, uh, what we do, mic levels, all kinds of things. Uh, it's, it's so true of everything, even our communication skills. I remember when I first got into ham radio, I felt a little awkward. On single sideband. Uh, Jim has had a lot of experience with speaking, being a professor at a university. So he's uh, very polished. And uh, those things just come with time and practice and feedback and things like that. So as a community, we give each other a lot of feedback. We uh, comment on our audio. You know, you're sounding like you're way across the room there, John. <laughs> no, that's what I would say. John, welcome. Good morning. John Dallas is in sure. here. He's in the house. How are
4: y'all doing?
2: Yeah, we're doing How are you good. Doing? What are you using for a microphone today?
4: My iPhone is the only thing I can connect out here right now. My <laughs> down, my iPad doesn't get enough signal. So, we're well, using the iPhone. How about y'all?
2: We're doing good. John is out there in Georgia and we've also got uh well we had him here. Where'd he go? We we lost uh, Andre. Andre is in Romania. I uh, didn't yeah, get Andre up.
4: was in and out of there. Good morning, John. Morning. How you doing? Hello? Hey, I'm above ground. Uh, walking around campus, doing a little patrolling today. Figured I'd pop in and see what was going on. Well, good to you, man. Good to you
2: so this is a this is a live cafe cast which is very relaxed we're going to just do this like we would normally carry on a conversation but now that we're uh, announcing that it's a live cafe cast or podcast, it maybe helps us improve being more focused on what we talk about so <laughs> to help prepare for that i uh, I have gone to uh, the website historynet.com and I bet you Jim's pretty excited about that. What happened today in history? Uh, Did you know that the American Revolutionary hero, Patrick Henry, while addressing the House of Burgesses, declared, give me liberty or give me death on this day? Are you a history buff, Jim? Um,
3: Mildly so. I mean, yeah, of course. All all journalism people are... uh, Cognizant of history in some respects, but 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 I have friends who are history professors, and you know, I, I, my interest does not compare to theirs at all.
2: I'm uh, I'm a little lax on the history side, I'm ashamed to say. <laughs> How about you, uh, Mello? Are you into history? Did we lose Mello?
1: Oh, we got it! I had a friend. Well, in South Africa, I'm only really listening, guys.
2: Okay, uh, go ahead, John.
1: I had a
4: friend that really taught me. Just, he was my roommate when I was in seminary. He taught me uh, world history. Uh, you know, just I, he, he gave me a book to read. I read a whole concise history of, like, from ancient times to Columbus and uh, looked at the world. I'd studied art history at college, but, uh, and then I've done studied American history since then, but uh, uh, I'm into the American Revolutionary War because of my great-grandfather who fought for the South, for Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson, and uh, was a pretty much Southerner. So, yeah, I I think uh, world history is very interesting. I think uh, um, American history is very interesting. I think uh, we uh, the Civil War really defined us in a lot of ways and uh, we've had other wars. My father fought in World War II, so I'm very interested in where he fought, the Pacific battle. Along with the whole war, I read a good bit of history of the World War II. But, uh, uh, a series, a fictional but historic series I read a couple of years ago, the World War II. So, yeah, I got a little bit of interest in history. I wouldn't say I'm a history buff, but I am I definitely have some interest.
2: Yeah, I think that's one of the great aspects a, of radio, too, is uh, we meet people from around the world. I just want to acknowledge Andre in, in here. Andre's in Romania, and of course, his uh, history is coming from... Uh, the European experience uh, good morning or good afternoon to you Andre uh, are you kind of a history buff over there
0: well sometimes yes sometimes not there's parts of history I would like to forget there's parts of history that I'm blessed to read more about I think
2: now you sound like what you're across it? the room what, what kind of mic are you using
0: uh, right now it is my Bluetooth headphones
2: Huh, I don't think your uh, Bluetooth headphones is actually your mic. I think you're being picked up by your computer. Same problem Jim had earlier.
0: Oh, there you
2: go. (laughs) There you go. You need to go into your settings and pick which mic you're going to use. Anyway. Yeah, that's
0: weird. I'll do it.
2: It happens all the time. So uh, you're aware of, uh, and you've shared with us before, your uh, experience or understanding of history in Romania, quite different from ours, but it seems like every culture has uh, has their uh, sordid past in their history.
0: Yeah, let's call it dark and white times.
2: <laughs> yeah, dark yeah, and white
4: times. well, America's no different, that's for sure.
3: So are we still on history? I had to take a call from my wife there.
2: No problem. Yes, we are. Go ahead. Yeah.
4: We're, we're talking about the history of your family.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I, I forgot that I've had an intense interest interest in native American history. In fact, I have a book uh, published by Indian university press on Delaware Indians. And, uh, that is a fascinating history to me
4: jim is the delaware the one that has the big city are they what there was a big city uh up north uh in northern near in the northern states that of a a native tribe that had a huge city that was very uh, uh very very organized
3: Well, yes, they were. The Delawares are considered the grandfather tribe by other tribes. And there is a word in the Delaware language, Mon or something to that effect. And and it may have been the Delawares that uh, uh, sold what is now Manhattan (laughs) as they moved on west. The, uh, the Delawares were uh, on the east coast, northeast coast, originally. And now their tribal headquarters are in Oklahoma. So how did they get from what is now New York, New Jersey, that area, uh, to Oklahoma? It was uh, the Europeans just taking over the country and, and pushing the Indians west. So um, that, that is, uh, and in the, the interesting thing about the oral histories in my book is that some of these Delawares who are now elders in the tribe, when they were young, they were not taught the language, and they were not taught the customs, because some of the parents said, well, it's a white man's world, let's just learn to get along. And uh, they had to work very diligently in their middle age years to recover their songs, to recover their dances, to recover how they made clothing or regalia um, that we see uh, in Powells, for example. So you can always tell a Delaware when they're in regalia because the men have three red stripes at the corners of their eyes um, and the women have a red dot and that's so that when they die the creator will recognize them in delawares and put them in a place in heaven where the other delawares are Very interesting.
4: I've got a bald head. I've got a bald head. Does that mean I go with all the bald heads?
3: <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll that put you in the place where other bald-headed people are, I suppose.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm trying out this new raised hands feature. Andre, I muted you a little bit because of the heavy breathing. <laughs> so, But I see that your button turned into a raised hand thing, so that does work. Go ahead, Andre.
0: Yeah, once you're muted, you have to ask the admin to be unmuted. So what did your icon look
2: like there okay. where your microphone button was? it like a little person?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it was saying muted by admin. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you know, we don't want people to say bad things about our podcast. They might accuse us of uh, getting off track here into some, some uh, strange things here with all the heavy breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, very interesting. Well, history is uh, something that I find especially fascinating when meeting people from around the world in amateur radio because everybody comes from a different experience, different background, different countries, cultures, name it. And it's so fascinating to hear their perspectives and stories about things. So um, did you also know that this was... uh, uh the day in nineteen oh three that the Wright brothers obtained an airplane patent. Man, have we come a long way?
3: Well they came a long way from bicycles didn't they?
4: (laughs) They did. Absolutely. And you guys are still back Um, in the dark
3: ages. (laughs) The Wright brothers made bicycles. Yeah Yeah.
4: I wanted to I wanted to go to the out of banks where is where they flew and go to the museum and show all the kids and the family there. But it is a heck of a drive, even from Georgia to the Outer Banks. Even from even from Virginia, if you're in the uh, the closest city, which is uh, Virginia. What do you call that? Uh, anyway, the closest city to the Outer Banks is two and a half hour drive. Wow! And I tried I tried calling people on on uh, on. Uh, on the data through the repeaters, but I couldn't reach him by just to talk to him about it. But yeah, the out of banks is pretty isolated. They had to carry all their equipment a long ways.
2: Yeah. We took our family there on vacation when you're camped along the the beach. And, uh, boy, when you think about what they did and look at today, in fact, I think today may be the day that SN 11 will be launching. Um, another test. And they say this one, they've fixed all the bugs, so it should land beautifully. And if that's the case, we're another step closer to going to Mars. (laughs) You guys that are hearing all this uh, uh, bleeping and notification notes and tones in the background, that's our chat channel. Here on Telegram, we not only have the voice chat, but we also have text chat. And so people are sharing links and and making announcements here in the background. So every time you hear that, that's activity in the chat group on Telegram. So again, uh, you listeners, if uh, you're interested in joining our fellowship, just uh, look up my call sign, K5DCC on QRZ. I've got all the links there, or just go to K5DCC.com. It'll usher you right here into our Digicomp Cafe Telegram Fellowship. So uh, let's see, what else we got uh, in the news here today or on this day? There was something else that was uh, rather sobering. 1933, the Reichstag gives Adolf Hitler the power to rule by decree. What were they thinking? i bet you Andre has something to say about that.
0: I don't know. I haven't, I mean, people here have suffered by that. But it was mostly Jewish and Gypsy people that suffered because of Hitler.
2: Don't you have any uh, people like your great-grandparents or something, or grandparents, that went through some of that?
0: Mm, Apparently, no. I have some German on my family tree, but those guys weren't Jews, so they weren't. That's the weird part if you weren't a Jew in Germany, they wouldn't do anything to you. Huh. If you were a Jew, it's like you had the target on your head.
2: Yeah. Well, this kind of brings us back to the original deal about Patrick Henry and his uh, declaration, Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death. I think that is uh, inside of every human being uh, who wants to live under oppression. Give us liberty. And ham radio is kind of... Uh, I know we're kind of a bunch of rebels here in this hobby. <laughs> I think that uh the freedom to speak and say what we want has to be uh, uh sometimes uh put under the the leisure control of self-discipline and uh we we try and be kind here in the cafe. It's a good point to mention that too that sometimes there's uh circles in amateur radio that aren't the most friendly and if you don't believe like they do or share the same politics they do uh You better be ready to get pounced on. But (laughs) we don't put up with that here. Uh, This is a place where we all learn to listen, acknowledge, and share within a culture of kindness and being respectful of each other, more of a way of learning about others and appreciating our differences. And uh, sometimes our own personal perspectives need to be uh, maybe challenged by hearing another side You know, shared in a very respectful, kind way. So that's kind of our objective here. And I appreciate you guys all so much. We have quite a variety here in our group. Uh, Not all of us are hams either. Andre is not a ham. He's studying. But uh, Andre and I met on a VoIP communications platform called Zello. So there's a lot of ways for people to meet people from around the world. But I, I always like to say ham radio is the safest one because uh, people can't hide. We know who you are. We can look you up on QRZ, we know where you live, and we can verify that you are who you say you are. Some of these VoIP channels, uh, VoIP platforms are not quite as secure. So you you do have to be careful, especially young people.
0: But anyway, we've uh,
2: been doing this, go ahead. Go ahead,
0: Andre. Remember we had some issues with bots and People trying to fish other people on Zello yep. at some point. So, yeah. Yeah, we definitely have to be it's careful. It's not a safe place for kids.
2: Yeah. And sometimes you run into that on Zello channels too, don't you?
0: Yeah. Plus, mostly in the UK, people that use Zello channels are people that are either 40, 50, or 60, and they're the perfect targets for people that do fishing, so... Right.
2: Well, one of the things we want to do here to make uh, make it a little clearer who we are is if anybody who uh, joins Telegram, if uh, you're a licensed amateur radio operator, if you want to include in your profile name your name plus your call sign, uh, and also make sure you fill out your profile. Tell us uh, where you live, what you do for a living, if you uh, are active in ham radio, what's your favorite... Uh, mode of communications what's your expertise and that way when we get these discussions uh, we can turn to people who might fit that uh, that genre of conversation a lot of people coming in via the link are going to come in muted automatically as part of our audience and as we just tested out here this morning uh, if you are muted your little icon there on your push to talk button in the middle will have a little person and I think if you tap that or hold it or something, you get a little animation, or maybe we'll get an animation and a request to speak. So uh, you'll be just out there in the audience listening in until something really piques your interest and you've got something to say. Then go ahead and click on that that button, and it will acknowledge you and bring you into the the conversation. So, but we have a core group here that we've been meeting for quite a while. We know each other, we trust each other, and uh, enjoy our fellowship and We'll be kind of the core of our discussion, and sometimes uh, someone else in the group will come in with something very interesting, like a question about antennas or something. Right, Jim?
3: Mm-hmm. You bet. And you're getting yep. closer. I am. Uh, April 10th is my exam time. I'm still hoping to pass.
2: And uh, John has been working on his. I see you uh, have been going down the band, checking your SWR. It definitely looks like that antenna is too long.
4: Yep, I'm hopeful that is the case. It's easier to, sh- to shorten an antenna than lengthen it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I had to lengthen mine.
4: <laughs> yeah, lengthening, uh, I don't have an antenna length, uh, wire antenna lengthener, so it would be hard for me. <laughs>
2: Well, what you do is you, uh, <laughs> you just solder a little extra wire onto the end of it just before the uh, insulator and add more to it until you get it where you want.
4: <laughs> I know, but it's just not very... I would probably, I've would i got the wire, I'd probably just make a new one. For it and, uh, <laughs> well,
2: it's not very professional, is that what you're saying?
4: <laughs> well, it's just I'm afraid it's a weak spot. It, it, if it breaks... Getting the string rope back up in the trees is a lot more difficult than I just don't want anything. I don't want to lose my rope up in the trees.
3: <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> uh,
4: it took me sling, I've gotten. And I was shooting my slingshot, and I, in the process, I've gotten about. I've gotten one lock, and uh, a couple of other things hung up in the tree. Well, the lock I swung like a Thor, you know, like like, <laughs> uh, like David and Goliath. <laughs> I did a David and Goliath. I swung it and and I got the height right, but I got the, the, the others to the left of the tree. And, right. it, and, right. it, and it and it swung <laughs> it swung um around about three or four limbs and kept you know, and so it just got stuck up there. So I said, Oh well.
2: Well, did you tie and it to a I, sledgehammer or something?
4: yeah well something like that it, it was yeah and then i got some fishing line. then i just used my uh slingshot with fishing line but then one of them was uh the, you get bolts and just put them and shoot them up there with on fishing line yeah and the bolts one of them got two of them got stuck so i got fishing line hanging from a tree <laughs> another day uh, a ham was over here and he said well i said yeah the fish the, the antenna's right up there he says is that an antenna? No, it wasn't a hand. It was just a neighbor. He said, where's your radio antenna? I said, it's just a wire right there. He said, is that wire hanging down? I said, no, that's a fishing line that got stuck in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to see that than it is to see my antenna. My antenna's hidden real well, but that yeah. fishing line is is a little more visible. You, your
3: friends well, are going to come a, over and they're going to go. Just yeah. put a hook and some bait on the end, and you might catch a flying fish on it.
4: Yeah, well... Um, I don't. I don't know how to get it off is a problem. It's about. It's about 15 feet above the ground.
3: Very
2: good.
4: Well, you guys Actually, are making progress. But in any case, we're. I'm making progress. We'll get it there. Uh, I can even at th- 3 SWR. I can hit St. Louis. So once I get the SWR down, it'll it'll go it'll go well.
2: Very good. Well, we've been uh, going on here for about 50 minutes. Probably should wrap it up. Thanks, guys, for joining me this morning. And uh, I think we'll close out with my favorite commercial for Ham Test Online. And, of course, uh, Jim, Professor Jim, is a uh, very happy customer of that. you want to make any comment before we uh, segue out of this with our commercial?
3: Well, I actually am impressed with their system I've been very happy with it Um, it uh, from an educational point of view I think uh, it's just right on it gives you the appropriate amount of repetition it gives you hints when you want them it shows the formulas when you want them and it is a really good way to accelerate your learning
2: and you will pass I know it with flying colors.
3: Well you're putting the pressure on now.
2: <laughs> well I want you to get that seventy three hundred and then some.
3: <laughs> so anyway. I thought you wanted me to buy you wanted me to buy your old rig so you could buy the seventy three hundred.
2: Are you thinking about it?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. All right
2: guys. Well seventy three thanks for uh, being a part of the Cafe Cast crew this morning. Have a blessed day and we'll do this again tomorrow morning
3: 7-3
4: see you Andre see you Denny see you Jim have a good day
2: all right hi this is extra class amateur radio operator K5 DCC I just upgraded to my extra class last year you know how I did it I used ham test online did you know that ham test online is the top rated study program on eham.net 97% of reviewers gave them 5 stars. They have more 5-star user reviews than all other study methods combined. And success is guaranteed. If you fail the amateur radio license exam, they will refund your subscription. It's a no-brainer. You pass the exam or get a full refund. Try it for yourself at hamtestonline.com.
1: Thank you for listening to this radio on the Rocks Cafe cast. We invite you to join our Mighty Networks amateur radio community at members.digicomcafe.com.
2: Denny J here in the beautiful Ozarks of Northwest Arkansas, out in the country, 25 miles from any large city. Out here in the country, we struggle to get good internet. Maybe you have the same problem. If you live in a rural area, you don't have many options. It's either satellite or DSL or cellular. And believe me, we've tried them all. Just recently, I was more than happy to pay the penalty to get out of our satellite service. Latency was horrible and for amateur radio communications, the delays were up to five seconds and uh, you've probably experienced what that's like. Our DSL service was also very unreliable. We rarely got the speeds that we were promised and it kept dropping out. But now I think I found a service that we're going to love. It's called visible.com. It's a company that's owned by Verizon and kind of a pared back service but works beautifully for my situation here out in the country on 15 acres. Visible.com offers only one plan. It's unlimited everything. Unlimited calls, text, and internet at slightly slower speeds than their top drawer plan at Verizon. But it does use the Verizon network. Go to Visible.com and use my referral code. 3 November 37 November Tango. Also, to get your $40 a month bill reduced to $25, you need to be part of a party pay group. You can join me in our Digicom Cafe party. You will find the link to these things down in the show notes here, along with links to our Digicom Cafe community portal, which is a Facebook alternative. Also, our Telegram community where we have text and voice chat and also our live cafe cast here in the Digicom Cafe. So get your line at visible.com. And again, use my referral code and join our party to get that bill down to $25 a month.